Hello and welcome. My name is Kyle Nielsen, and this is How You Level Up, a podcast where I ask questions to help you become your best self. Today we ask, what are defense mechanisms? How do they come up? And what is their purpose? A defense mechanism is an unconscious psychological response that protects you from uncomfortable feelings. They are typically responses to stressors, different situations that have stimuli, like when we're feeling under attack, when we're feeling like we're being blamed, judged, or otherwise. Our native egocentric brain uses defense mechanisms so that we may feel more comfortable, because no one likes to feel attacked, blamed, or judged. Think of a defense mechanism as a form of self-deception, so we can see the world as we wish to get what we want, or to protect our belief system. Now, not all defense mechanisms are like this, though so many are. Anna Freud, the daughter of Sigmund Freud, first wrote about defense mechanisms in the 1930s. She identified 10 different defense mechanisms we enact to protect ourselves. We're protecting ourselves from emotions that are difficult to deal with at the moment, or from some information we're not ready to acknowledge. Would you rather admit that you are addicted to cigarettes and are having a really hard time stopping, or say to yourself that you want to smoke right now and that you could quit at any time if you wanted? Would you rather say to your coworker that you'd like for them to pick up their workload a bit and take the tasks they've missed? Or do you just do it yourself because it only takes a few extra minutes? The defense mechanisms Anna Freud is most known for are the following ten. Denial, fantasy, projection, displacement, hurting oneself, reaction formation, sublimation, regression, intellectualization, and rationalization. You've heard of these before, and even if you know what they are, we're going to go through them because reminding ourselves about them will help us identify when they come out in ourselves. So number one is denial. Denial is a defense mechanism in which the individual refuses to acknowledge, accept, or believe something. Like hearing from your significant other that your friend lied to you and not wanting to believe them. Number two is projection. And that is when an individual redirects undesired thoughts, feelings, or behaviors onto someone else. This may involve attributing one's own traits or motivations to another person, thus relieving the individual of responsibility for their actions or beliefs. Like thinking that your coworker chose the morning shift because they know that you hate the night shift. Perhaps they chose it for another reason altogether. Though the projection here is that your motivations have been placed on their choices. Projection can also manifest as feelings of contempt or anger towards someone else for what is really just an extension of one's own insecurities. The third one is sublimation. Sublimation is a good defense mechanism and involves transforming negative or unacceptable impulses into positive, socially acceptable behaviors. It can involve channeling unacceptable urges and emotions such as anger or aggression into positive outlets like painting or music or fitness. It can also involve redirecting sexual energy into activities like competitive sports. 
sublimation helps to foster healthy expression of intense emotions in constructive ways. The fourth is rationalization, and this is when a person uses logic and reasoning to explain away their own thoughts, feelings, or behaviors. Rationalization is often used to justify an action that is not socially acceptable, like rationalizing why you screamed profanities at the person in the other lane while driving. It can also be used as a way to cope with feelings of guilt or shame by providing convincing arguments for why an action was necessary or justified. The next one is regression. And this is a defense mechanism when an individual reverts to earlier stages of development to cope with emotional stress and anxiety. This may involve reverting back to behaviors or attitudes that were present at an earlier age, like acting childish because you're sick and because you don't want to use your energy to do things and take care of yourself. Regression is an unconscious attempt to find comfort in familiar surroundings and can often be seen as a sign of vulnerability or interpersonal difficulty. The next one is hurting oneself. When thinking about a defense mechanism, we normally imagine that a defense mechanism is a way to protect us physically, so why would a defense mechanism be to hurt oneself? Well, being angry or upset or frustrated with yourself is normal, and when taken to an extreme, it might result in self-harm. The next one is intellectualization. This is when someone attempts to distance themselves emotionally from the situation at hand by focusing on the intellectual aspects of it. This may involve analyzing the situation or objectifying thoughts and feelings instead of engaging with them. Imagine finding out that you have cancer, and instead of feeling sad, angry, surprised, or any other emotion, your reaction is to think about the cells in your body and how the splitting of cells at one point in time caused a mutation that is now your cancer. Intellectualization is a form of avoidance allowing a person to view a situation objectively while avoiding any uncomfortable or unpleasant emotions. So while thinking about what is actually happening to your cells is good to know and understand, because that's of course how we know what to do next, avoiding your emotions is not a good thing. The next one that we look at is reaction formation. Reaction formation is when an individual outwardly expresses the opposite of their true feelings, thoughts, or desires. For example, if someone has hostile feelings towards another person, they may act friendly instead. Think of the one person in your group of friends who you share pleasantries with and invite them to places, though you'd be okay if they never showed up. This type of defense mechanism allows one to avoid feeling unpleasant truths, while also maintaining social relations and avoiding possible conflicts. The ninth one is displacement. And this is when an individual redirects emotions or impulses from their original source to a less threatening person or object. This is like being mad at your manager for yelling at you during work, and then going home and yelling at your roommate for something in the apartment. Whatever they did wasn't really a big deal, but you're angry. So, you displace your emotion. This defense mechanism involves transferring aggression from someone with power, like the authority figure of your manager, onto someone who poses less of a threat, like a roommate. And the last one that we're going to look at from Anna Freud is fantasy. Fantasy is a form of mental escape that involves imagined scenarios, 
often involving idealized versions of people, places, or situations. Fantasy can help an individual explore and understand their feelings and psychological needs. Like working a dead-end job, day in and day out, and while working, you imagine working in construction, building houses, and you imagine building a company that sells a useful product. Fantasy allows for creative problem-solving and serves as a source of comfort and refuge when faced with a difficult reality. Now, there are a number of other defense mechanisms to name, and we could talk about all of them in depth, but we're just going to skim over some of them. Now, we have repression, which is when an individual unconsciously buries disturbing or painful thoughts and memories, like forgetting a trauma you experienced as a child because of the emotional distress of guilt, shame, anxiety, or fear that it causes you. There's also idealization, and this is when one person places another person in an overwhelmingly positive light. This creates conflicts in a relationship because it skews our sense of reality, thwarts understanding, and impedes the ability to truly know a person. Idealization is the rosy red glasses we wear at the beginning of any relationship. There's acting out, and acting out is a defense mechanism that involves an expression of emotions, thoughts, or behaviors in an inappropriate or disruptive manner. It is a way of venting unprocessed emotion or addressing unresolved conflict through unacceptable behaviors. Think of the movies where the boyfriend blows up and yells at their significant other because they didn't do the laundry or something. Sure, he's mad that his shirt isn't ready for the interview, and so while it may provide short-term relief from inner tension, it rarely results in long-term solutions and resolutions. Acting out can take many forms, including verbal or physical aggression. There's also undoing, and this involves attempting to reverse or negate actions or thoughts that may have caused anxiety or distress by engaging in counterbalancing behavior, and this is expressed through physical activity, so you can think of cleaning or erasing something written or verbally apologizing for an action. A defense mechanism we've all heard is passive-aggressive. This is expressing feelings of hostility, anger, or resentment indirectly. It might sound like sarcasm, procrastination, or deliberate inefficiency. It can also involve passive resistance to requests or avoidance of communication altogether. And of course, we've heard of humor. This too is a defense mechanism involving comedy or jokes to cope with stressors. Humor can distract from the point of challenging topics, making things more manageable. Humor helps people to connect and create a lighthearted atmosphere, And humor, when it's too much, can also come across as dismissive or derisive. Some of the other defense mechanisms that we could look at would be identification, projective identification, blocking, disassociation, suppression, compensation, avoidance, stereotyping, scapegoating, and wishful thinking. So, With all of these defense mechanisms, how might we address them? There are so many. How can we stop these defense mechanisms from impeding our effective communication? It's important to first recognize when we are using these defense mechanisms. Once you become aware of them, you can work on developing healthier coping strategies such as positive self-talk, relaxation techniques, problem-solving skills, exercising, and mindfulness, all of which help you stay present. 
for a deeper look at just positive self-talk, this is the practice of positive affirmations, which we've talked about before, and encouraging thoughts to counter negative internal dialogue. This active replacement of negative thoughts with ones that are more constructive, realistic, and balanced helps to reframe things you experience. Examples of positive self-talk can include statements such as, I am capable of overcoming this challenge, or I believe in my potential. Practicing positive self-talk creates a more empowering internal dialogue and can help individuals approach life in a more confident and optimistic way. For some relaxation techniques, you use these to reduce physical and emotional tension, such as deep breathing, progressive muscle relaxation, and guided imagery. Deep breathing engages the parasympathetic nervous system and is scientifically proven to reduce tension. Progressive muscle relaxation, the tensing and relaxing of various body parts in sequence, allows you to shift your focus to the present moment. And guided imagery is a form of visualization that helps you imagine yourself in comforting or calming scenarios. These mindfulness practices focus your attention without judgment of thoughts, feelings, or sensations. On a more serious side of things, though, if you are using defense mechanisms habitually and are unable to stop them in the present moment, though you can look back and identify that you are using defense mechanisms throughout conversations and in various situations, it might be beneficial to speak with a therapist or counselor who can further guide you in managing these defense mechanisms. Again, defense mechanisms are psychological strategies used by the unconscious mind to protect the conscious mind from unpleasant thoughts, feelings, or memories. So the more easily we can identify them, the more our conscious mind has control over ourselves and our reactions. During this podcast, how many of these defense mechanisms can you recall using? Maybe recently. Which of these defense mechanisms are you able to identify in other people? What defense mechanisms do you think would be the hardest to identify, and which are the easiest? And what will you do next time you feel yourself acting out one of these defense mechanisms? Thank you for listening to another episode. If you're enjoying the show, open up the app you're listening to this on and hit the like or subscribe button and give a five-star rating. At least twice a week, you'll find a new episode asking you a new question so you can strengthen your emotional independence, improve your communication skills, and upgrade your personal philosophy. So if there's a question you'd like me to dive into next, send it to any of these social media accounts connected in the show notes here. This is all about how you level up.